Welcome to Journey to the Paralympics on Scarif Bay Community Radio. My own name is Pat Tierney. On this programme we will follow the Paralympians on their journey to the next Paralympics. We will have interviews from current Paralympians along with fixtures and results. Today I will be talking to the Paralympian Pat Monaghan. Now Pat, um, I'm joined here today with uh, Pat Monaghan. He's a track chair Paralympian uh, T53. Uh, Pat, could you just tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on, Pat. Um, a bit about myself. So I am I'm now 35 years of age. Um, I acquired my spinal cord injury in 2007. I'm between T6 and T7. Um, yeah, so I did, like back then I was I was just like a typical 21 year old. So I was doing a trade and. Uh, Socialising or whatever else, but driving a bit too fast in the way to work. So, uh, to, to kind of summarise it, I, yeah, I ended up kind of then um, brain card injury, as, as you know yourself. It's, yeah. really, it's definitely a life changing um, event, but yeah, uh, you kind of, uh, you, you just kind of get on with things and, and, and different doors open for you, and that's all. I'm from Kildare, uh, I would have been Gaelic football, or not really, I don't know for that. I heard on our football county now this says we're pretty poor at both. Yeah, um, sure, look, sure, if you can't choose a small ball, use the big ball, like, that's what I always that's say. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, an interesting fact, my, my dad actually left the All-Ireland final in 2006. The All right. Senior, senior football, he was uh, Tyrone and Kerry. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so we would have been big into football back then. I had three, three brothers, uh, so I'm second in line. Uh, so you... you my place you, a few times, even by the younger lads, so... Uh, and yeah, at the moment I, I, I'm busy, which is a good thing. So I'm, I suppose I, I worked in banking then after my accident for seven or eight years. But I, I kind of got to the stage. I was like, do I want to do this long term? And it was like a, an uncomfortable situ or uncomfortable uh, decision to make in some ways. But I, I, I left my job to pursue. Well, in the back of my mind, it was a pursue sport, but I hadn't taken really a break from my accident. So, like after spending six months in hospital, I, I think I might have took a month off yeah. and kind of got straight back and things. So I never really allowed myself to kind of um, settle. Yeah, settle or even just kind of evaluate or that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, and then I, I, I guess uh, we can get into the sport part of things. But at the moment, I'm in college, so I'm in second year and. Uh, technical University in Blanchardstown and I'm enjoying it it's definitely been a good distraction especially with Covid and that last year being my first year it was nice to have um, plenty going on as well as building a house last year as well so I had a lot going come on but, come in come in yeah, no, yeah. no, no but, rest uh, for the wicked well now I'd say I'd say herself probably done more than the, the, <laughs> the second four men running things than I did I ne- ne- never say that but, never say that sure. I built a house there no, four years ago and I've, I've always told the lads that I picked all the colours Oh, geez. Well, yeah. well, there's no colours in the house yet now. It's 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 sprayed white at the moment. We're only in around five or six weeks, but oh, when it good. comes to colours and that, she'll be picking them. I'll, I'll get out when they're in, and I'll be saying we should have went with something else. But well, if you I'll if if you want any help, no, I'm I'm good at uh, colour picking. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Bit yeah. Of an interior designer, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd snap it all the one colour now, so I wouldn't. I should be going and looking at the stuff, and I look at the first thing in the shop and say we we take that. And, she has to go around and spend a couple of hours, so it's probably it's probably good. That's, uh, it's a good balance because uh, yes, I I kind of stamped down a little bit of authority, but she has she's the one that kind of thinks 
logical that we have to think, 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 think to a little bit. But uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at at the moment. Like, Very good. And like, you, you mentioned college there, Pat. What are you doing in college? I'm doing uh, community and youth development. So All right. That was another thing. Like, I worked in the rehab um, like just part-time like while I was doing sport for a few years and I I enjoyed it and all, but I was kind of like I'd like to pursue a career where yes. I could help people and in, in the bank I know what's my money it sounds kind of strange but like I was working in commercial banking so I, I kind of felt that when I was getting loans over the line I was helping people but I had to pay them back like, but then when the recession came like and everyone's falling into their ears and whatever else then you kind of feel helpless so that was a little, like that kind of didn't really sit well with me like I think that was one of the deciding factors then like kind of maybe why I, I left that I wasn't getting any satisfaction but yeah so I'm doing community youth development uh, it's a dual accredited course so like I, I'm probably more interested in the community side of things because I don't think the youth will want to listen to a 35 year old now in fairness so well, he's saying so yeah. he's second <laughs> He's from a different planet now. He's a different generation altogether. So, uh, I know, I, I, but I, I'll do play. Like you never know. I like I could end up liking them more, but it's it's good. I get to do plays when I'm both. So, uh, but it's more community. You could be working with say yeah. other communities, uh, ethnic minorities, uh, just pe- people, marginalised people that need to, I suppose, n- need a bit of support, kind of. Yes. Uh, getting out of situation that's so yeah well I suppose so, it, it, no, no different to your <clears throat> your situation like my own situations we all needed well, a bit of support when we needed to kick as men says that's exactly yes like, uh, it's a, kind of like a reciprocal thing I feel that I got great support by the community around here and like family community and the whole lot like, and without that sure like I wouldn't be anywhere near oh, I yeah. today. so like just I suppose that's my thinking that like that, that uh, if I can give a little bit of my support to other yes. people uh, it, it might go a long way so yeah yeah absolutely um, well like exactly no, that, that's exactly it yeah yeah like no more than we're doing today like um, you know with you talking here um, I'm hoping to get the word out to other younger people who maybe want to pursue the sport or want to pursue any sport really and just see what level they can get up to and you know with you talking to me here now you're you're kind of at your top level we'll say in, in Ireland and like yeah you know so you, well, you, that's, that's, that's it. Like, uh, I suppose like, uh, it something we do with the basketball as well. But, you know, I, I got into it like I was always competitive. Like, but I first and foremost, it was like I, I was like I'd like to be. Well, it was, it was I didn't suffer mental health, but it was like a great sense of freedom that I wasn't getting in my day chair. Uh, yes. It was physical health, obviously, like which is vital for us as well. Like, but I, I didn't realize that the sport but like I, I could have never thought taken out that the sport would bring me as far like going to two Paralympics but as well I hadn't travelled for the first when was that 20, uh, six years like yeah. even though I was working and getting on well and I looked confident from the outside like I was still very uncomfortable with my disability in certain ways like and I hadn't gotten the plane like but obviously to, to race I had to get in the plane I wouldn't even get petrol in the local oh, uh, fuel station here I'd go somewhere else because I didn't really want People in the community, because they come from a small kind of village, or I didn't like myself, people, yeah. I didn't remember the footballer. Yeah. So it was kind of like, it. I think if I can get a message across that, like, it's it's not about being good at sport, but sport can like open a lot of doors. Just, just 
not even travel. It's, it's different doors, like different avenues. Like whether it's like sport is opened up college for me as well. Like, and I never yeah. even thought that three or four years ago. Like, so it's just it's, it's amazing what what it can do for you. Oh, absolutely! Like I mean, as yeah. you say, like you think because you're in the chair, things have stopped. Like, but actually. Like you said earlier on, it just opens numerous amount of doors that you never thought you'd yeah. get there. That's it now. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a little, obviously, it can be uncomfortable. Or it, it does take a little bit of work to get there, but like, sure. Oh, yeah. It's like anything else. Nothing, nothing comes easy and it can be rewarding no. when you get there. Like. Yeah, and if you're willing to do it, it'll get done. That's it. Yeah. And you, were, you, you played a bit of football before, so that competitive streak would have been into your, in your blood, as they say. Yeah, I would have been very competitive, yeah. yeah. Playing senior football and that. Um, played a bit of hurling, but geez, no. You only use hurlies up there for bait and cattle. That's, that's it, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and come here, how, how, how did you um, get into the track chair? Like, how, um, how did you get involved in it? Um, would you have tried it in rehab, or was it afterwards? No, I... I um, so when I in two thousand seven, I I I think I was when I look back that I, I was in my head I was trying to I was denying that I had acquired an injury. Like, um, in what way? I think that what, I, what way? Now were you denying it? Should I, if you don't mind me asking? I I think I wasn't looking. Uh, like when I look back now, I I I think that I still thought that I was going to walk. Right. In some ways, so I didn't have to look. I didn't want to accept the fact that yes. uh, because it was still a, leaving the rehab even was for me it was like this is as far as to go bring me like, and that was kind of the eye opener but I, I didn't want to look at the the sports development in some ways because I was like you're not I, going to get involved I was, yeah I was trying to deny in my head that, that uh, I was trying to push the I'm going to be using a wheelchair for my life out of my head like so I was yes. like I'm not going to look at kind of the no I was I wasn't causing trouble in the rehab. I mean, I done all my my therapy in that, but uh, I, I, yeah, I suppose I, in my head, I was like, "There's a chance here that maybe I, I'll get up for that." Like so, and then I, I probably did see basketball relatively early, but no, ba- basketball is an amazing sport. But I was never into basketball before my accident, so I was like, I was kind of like. I wasn't into basketball before and it was kind of like a cutthroat thing with me I was like so just because I have a disability I'd look at it different now I was like just because I have a disability why am I going to play basketball yes. that was my attitude for the first couple of years like after me and then just basically we're working that. but I, I've seen the first time I remember seeing wheelchair racing now I've probably seen an entry level chair somewhere and it didn't look as cool to me or something but <laughs> I remember seeing London 2012 and David Weir like winning the, the yeah. four all medals like and I was like that looks amazing, like, and that's kind of when it I I planted the seed in my head uh, that mm, I want to give this a go, but I was I was I was afraid to give it a go. I was afraid to even look and how to get involved. Mm. It was kind of the 2013 when I contacted Mark Barry in the IWA up here. Yeah, and good lad, Mark. Said, look, yeah, I was like, is there any any chance of getting a track chair? And in fairness, Mark sorted me out with a, a chair. I brought it home and I left it in the house for two weeks and I was looking at it going, how am I even going to get into that? <laughs> so I was sitting there for two weeks before I even had the, the lead audience to, to take it out of the house and try and get into it. Um, and then my friends brought me out to Punchestown Race Course and I'd done a couple of kilometres and I was fucking sapped for the weekend, but I, I loved it. So that's how I got involved with Mark, IWA. Uh, and then at the time they were running 
uh, monthly track days on a Saturday and I got involved that really helped pity you didn't keep going but that was like for me it helped me meet people that were doing the sport at the time the few that were and I could I could learn a little bit off yeah. or it gave me confidence that there's other people kind of doing this as well so yeah that's over 2013 IWA sort of me out with a chair to they done Dublin Martin that year and it nearly killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I, I never actually um, tried to track try, try track chair myself. Uh, the simple yeah. reason is I could never fit into one. All right, okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, we'll say I'm, I'm a T11 and um, I'm six foot two. All right, okay. So I've tried and unfortunately I look like a crumpled up um, plastic bag now inside in one of them. So I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I, I went to the hand cycling myself, but um, I know that's a bit of crack anyway as well, but I never competed in it. Um, yeah. I've only been in the hand cycling now for five, ten minutes, Max. I presume it was a great sense of... It's just a, it's a different... For me, it's just... Freedom. Different uh, experience or yeah. something that I, I get from going for a walk with my girlfriend or that it's just I know yeah. the speed in that as well I don't know it's like you just kind of it helps me just switch off and yes yeah 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 and believe it or not here's a stat for you I actually beat Mark Rohan in a road race in a hand cycle one day Oh geez, that must, must be awesome. Hop that right? off him, yeah. Hop that off him. Yeah, He's yeah. a gold medal, and I'm here sitting talking to you. <laughs> That's it. You're, you're, you're claim to fame, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know is it fame now, but sure, look. <laughs> and come here. Um, your training levels. Um, like, do you train much a week? Um, or is it a, is it uh, by distance you train, or by hours, or? Uh, I I'm only thinking lately. I I don't even know how many kilometers or hours I'm doing a week. And like because I Mark Mark is coaching, so Mark is you know he's doing all uh, the attention to details. Like I, I train on an app called Training Peak, so he puts up my sessions, and it's just like it's based on heart rate zones and that. So I just basically upload that onto my my Garmin every day, and I do it like I uh, I'd say I'm probably doing. I'm not doing massive mileage at the moment. Maybe like 150 kilometers a week or that. All right, uh, okay. I I would have been doing more in the past, like, but that might have been my downfall. Like, yeah. um, sure. You, yeah. So I do, doing that now 150 kilometers a week. Sure, that that must take a bit of time as well. Like, it does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I suppose like I I probably depends on what what kind of interval or what what uh, intensity zone I'm working at heart rate zone. But I'd be like. I could, and where I'm training as well. If I pushed hard, I do thirty kilometers down in Mullingar, probably just within the just over the hour. Like, but yeah. I, I live like to say Mandela here as well, and it's a bit more technical. Like thirty kilometers down there would take me a little bit longer. But yeah, um, yeah, I say like if I'm doing a steady push, thirty kilometers be an hour and twenty minutes or that. So it's not. It's like I, I look at it. It's not a lot of commitment, really. Being honest, like. Uh, like a lot of people go to the gym most days at my girlfriend would go to the gym sure yeah. she'd probably spend an hour and 20 minutes an hour in there anyway so and going to work so uh, now there is days I, I do double days as well yeah. um, on a Wednesday so I'd be in the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday and a Friday and then I Sunday off so I'm in the chair um, rollers probably at the, at the moment on a Monday right? and then I'd be in Mandela on a Tuesday Wednesday I'd be in the gym and then rollers Thursday because I'm off college and go to the Phoenix Park it's good for me 
Friday, right. gym and rollers, and then Saturday is basically. Uh, I, I said the reason I got to Mulling Gar is because it's a little bit flatter. So mm. I'm good on the hills for a T53. Like I'm very good on hills, but like a flat course means that a flat course is faster, but you have to work really hard on a flat course because there's no let up. Yeah. Where a hilly course, right? Work really hard, get up, up and down, up and down. You're getting breaks. So I kind of need to work on that constant um, cadence, like working really hard like without a break so it helps doing that down in, in Mullingar I can keep up a high heart rate down there yeah, do it yeah. every second we can end the park maybe and then if the weather is crap so you're on the rollers the whole time looking yeah. at the ground so and uh, you, you, I used you, to actually train I'd say I trained I switched to Mark just uh, around a year ago so a year coming up to Tokyo but I would say um, previously to that I was training a lot harder double days right. every day um, and probably close to 200 kilometers a week in, without my gym and that so and, and probably pushing harder but like kind of Mark was like you're actually like over the you're way. just running yourself into the ground yeah. like that's what you're doing so yeah. you need to train smart and the sessions are meant to be hard make sure that you have the you have the reserves there that you're not you're not running an empty the whole thing so it's, yeah, it's yes. just I suppose it took me a little bit of time to get around it but it's it's training training smarter Yes, kind yes, of doing yes, there. yes. And yeah. uh, you were just mentioning there the Phoenix Park and Mondello and all that. I mean, is there any actual facilities in Ireland for for the, the track you racing, we'll say, or is it just normal road racing or finding uh, a track in Mondello? There'll be a lot of, there'll be competitions, like, uh, so integrated, so like Irish nationals and uh, up in Belfast, there's the, the Martin Games in Santry, then of Cork International Meet, um, there'll be a lot of track events in Santry over the summer where they kind of run the league thing and they integrate like it could be like a 200 and 800 or a 115 really? so there's plenty of opportunities for track racing I just don't do track racing that much anymore at all like and um, just, just, just to interrupt you there now where would you hear about these because like I'm I'm in the chair myself I'm part of the IWA I haven't a clue about anything of it yeah, well, that's, that's, that's probably part of the problem, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where you would hear it because I'm in a WhatsApp group where it's a small community that there's probably like four or five racers and a couple of them that might have their parents in there. That's like, mm. And that's where I see it. Like, And I don't know where. It's probably on the Athletics Ireland timetable for that event, but it wouldn't be... Advertise, advertise as per se on an IWA website or part yeah. of the website saying there's a wheelchair race and two races this Sunday and what time's that? It's, yeah, it probably would help if something like that was in place already because it would let people, I suppose the people that the, the disabled community or whatever like that could be empowered by looking at it, that they don't, they, they wouldn't know when the events are on like so. Yeah, that's the thing uh, like. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a valid thing. How how are people meant to uh, be what if you want to say inspired or just just even be exposed? A lot of people yeah. wouldn't even know these sports sports are around. Exist, like. yeah, um, that's for sure. Yeah, so it is a it's a really good point. Like, and um, I know a lot of people tie in with sports partnerships, like down in, in Cork, and there's obviously one up here in Kildare, hmm. but they. Yeah, it's it's probably not like geared towards sports at which are race. That's more uh, 
like a, a weekly camp for like juveniles and that like yes. and that might lead the sport down the line for them playing the basketball club or that but yeah it doesn't seem to be a thing yeah, but another, another thing is like we would get the odd person geez, it seems a long time ago now I used to go that we kind of held a monthly track session up here in Kildare and Leaks of Lakeela so my local athletic club and they've been really good they'd, they'd uh, give us the track like on a Saturday morning Saturday afternoon or, or Sunday afternoon and people would come along and then the odd thing you would get a person that would come along and want to try the sport but I think what you were saying about your height and that yeah. like we would get someone and then they wouldn't fit in one of our chairs to even try it but then the problem is if they actually like the sport there's no chairs there's yes. very few chairs in the country that you can give someone a loan of it for a month or two to see because they're expensive as well like and yeah. um, Giving, giving someone a loan of a chair to go home like what I did like, even if it takes them a few weeks to, to have the confidence to get into it let them get comfortable with it and if they don't like it fine you can give it back but like it seems like there's very few chairs so it's unfortunately we have a few people that slip to the cracks it's not about high performance that actually could really get a lot out of it and they come along and, and we don't have a chair for them yeah. so um, yeah I've seen the same way through the basketball as well just the equipment in there like yeah, that's it. And you know, you know yourself, it's yeah. like, and it's expensive, like so. And a lot, a lot of people, I suppose, a lot of a lot of disabled people probably live on on the breadline, like some of them. So it's not like that they have um, excess money just to go out and buy. Yeah, to be spending yeah, on a, on a sports chair, I think. Yeah, and with 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 your with your sport now as being a Paralympian. Um, do you get funding for your equipment and you know your trips away and? The, you know, uh, for the racing or is it all kind of out of your own pocket I'm around three weeks sorry <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's, it's the same it's Paralympic and Olympic so it's sport hurling so high performance carding so you're you to meet the criteria that you change this year uh, it kind of depends on where you finish that major championships kind of where you sit in world rankings and that so it's year on year so you're not you're not guaranteed it every year right. now if you had a bad year like and like and there was like whether it was injury or, or that like they probably allow like to take that into consideration. But yeah, I'd be on I'd be on funding. Uh and that would be basically like to cover like trips and tires and chairs. Being on, being honest, it's not the it's not the trips that cost me much like, a lot of people even thought like I had fund my own way to Tokyo, which you don't like I get I get invited to all the Martin Majors so they they um they push it up. They 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 book everything for you. Take you up to the airport. Put you up in really good hotels. Give you if your food isn't provided in the hotel, they give you like meal vouchers or whatever, right. like routing or cash. And then there's like that type of thing. So it's not the trips. It's the it's the it's the equipment that they yeah just getting it's getting out of control. Being honest, like um they're going to have to like regulate the market because there's there's wheelchairs now on the market uh, a new one came on board there recently a Swiss one again so the Formula 1 company Sauber make one for the Swiss uh, Honda for the Japanese and I think there's a couple of other ones as well um, not as well known but like you're looking at like with their wheels on a chair you're looking at a good 40 grand like yeah yeah like, it's ridiculous money it's like, yeah and it's like see for that they've had a few athletes that a Japanese given the Japanese athletes and for them to be allowed to use them they have to be commercially available for 
everyone else, but it's like, well, it is commercially available. Like, we put a ridiculous price tag on it. Yeah. So that's kind of where it's going. But if things like tires, like, like, I use tires for around 100 euros. Like, now I could get, I could tube the tires, like, so there's no fixing them once again. And I could get two or three months out of a during the winter, but, like, I could get the opposite what I've had recently, where I think I've gone through around five or six tires in the last few weeks, like. Yeah, so and that's. You could nick something and, and they're gone. So it's little things like that that kind of add up. But yeah, I'm, I'm on funding at the moment. But that's like, I think that uh, they should be supporting athletes to get to. No, not Paralympics, Ireland, but like, I don't know where it's different NGOs, but like, getting, helping developing athletes get to uh, a point the in their life. Fire, like, yeah. That's when the the investment is needed. Like, like when I bought my my chair, that I was lucky. I had a bit of, um, I had some money or whatever. Like, because mm. if I didn't have that, I couldn't have got involved in the sport. Like, uh, you're trying to buy it chairs, and I didn't know measurements really. So I ended up kind of getting a couple of chairs in the first couple of years, like kind of wasting money and that. Like, and um, so that's kind of where like it's a barrier for people entering as well. Like that. Like there's no, there could be people there with potential in any sport, yeah. but they don't have the, they don't have the finances to to progress. Like they might get an initial chair, and then it's like, do we go fundraising in the community or something like that, or or do we just have to call it a day? Like and yes, that's that's unfortunately kind of where that's one of the barriers I feel. Um, just doesn't seem to be a, a lot of chairs. Yeah, like, and, and, and just getting back to your own chair as well, like, I mean, your own chair is specific for yourself. It's not as if I could jump into it now and start track racing around the place. Do you uh, know, it's, it's specifically well, designed for your shape of body, we'll say, and, you know, your length of your arms, it, obviously, for pushing. It, it would be designed for my body, but it would. I would think that there would be people that would fit. So I'm actually, I'm around six foot one myself, like, so All right. I have long legs, um, so and there would be a few people on the on the scene that were kind of have long legs, but like so I know there is a couple of guys I race against that I'm pretty sure I could jump in their chair, different different model than mine, but it would be very similar. So uh, see, it's, it's an aluminium, you know, like it's just yeah. it's a fabricated case. What weight is it actually, Pat? Sorry, Pat. What weight would it be? Uh, I'd say my chair with the wheels on around 10, 10 kilos. Yeah, very light. Yeah, it's light, all right. Yeah, so um, the hand, the, the the push rims is the thing that, like, I suppose you can, it's like your gear, and that's like, if someone jumped into my chair that had longer arms, the chair might work for them, but they could just get a bigger push rim, yeah. and it lets them get to the bottom of the rim. So there's ways around kind of, if a chair fits your, I suppose, your, your lower limbs well, and you have a good kind of sitting position in it, but you feel that your your arms are, you're not getting around the rim. You can just change the size yes, of your rims. Yes, yes. So, I it is kind of made for me. Like I won't be able to jump in a T fifty four chair, let's say, because they'd be sitting higher on the back than me generally. But uh, there would be people that would probably be able to jump into my chair and feel like away. like this is this works pretty well for me. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you you just mentioned the T fifty four there. Can you can you just explain the difference between T fifty three, fifty four, and fifty five? And is there a fifty six in your category as well? No, it only goes as far as 54, so... Oh, 54, all right. Yeah, so T53, T so no trunk, basically, so... Right. Um, no core, no trunk. Um, so, like, when you're kneeled over in the chair, basically, I'd have no 
I know stability even like sitting a lot of people would look at me now in my my day chair and they kind of find it hard to believe that I I don't have any core because I have that bucket in my day chair that it, yeah. it doesn't affect me like but put me on a park bench there now and I'm like a lump of jelly um, <laughs> but yeah it's, it's basically core so like um, you, you see it like in a different pushing technique so when I'm in the chair I'm lying flat and it's basically all arms and shoulders, but you would see a T54 that has all their core in. Some of the T54s, like, some of them are very functional. Like, there's no, like I said, there's no, like, T55 or that. So, mm. T54 is going as far as a lower limb amp. So, you would have the odd person that, they're kind of looking at going down to a marathon, like, and they're walking, they don't use a day chair, oh, yes. and they're dragging a race chair behind them, like. Yeah, but they, yeah. they don't choose a, a, man, a day chair but they race in a racing wheelchair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so it gives people that they're walking and that. Like, so it's basically T53 would be like for people with like limited kind of uh, core trunk things. You're talking probably like T5, T6 like upwards. T9, yeah. T9 to T4, that they vary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. T8 to T4 and then you're, you're going down to lumbar and further with the T54. So oh, right, okay. they can just they, they can afford to, if you've seen them pushing, not that they all push like that, but they... They're able to lift their pushing, trunk and push down harder. They can, they can lift their whole upper body, yeah, and they can put all their upper body weight into yes. a push like. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't mind having a few more, a few more <laughs> vertebrae down for more, more Weetabix, uh, more Weetabix. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's... it's I, I, I don't know how much of a difference it makes, being honest. Like, I, I, I'm competitive like, I, against the 54s and the Martin, but like, the way I look at it is like, it comes down to talent. So, like, I'm sure if I was like a, a T12 or another one, I'd be, I would be faster. I'm not, I don't know how much mm. faster, but uh, like, the world record was only broken there recently, the official world record. But the guy that held it before was a T4. And you're talking like a Heinz Price, you've probably heard of Heinz Price on Handsafe and all. Yeah. Uh, like, he, I don't know when he done it, he probably done it 20 years ago, and the chairs weren't as aero, as yes. light maybe as they are now. And he was a T4, and he held like the world record and overall the T54. So it's, it's down to, I suppose it's down to talent as well. Like, yeah. um, like I said, if I was a. If I was a T12, it wouldn't make me the best in the world. Like, uh, if you were a T12, you'd be playing basketball, Pat. You are? If you were a T12, you'd be playing basketball. I, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Now. I, I, should probably, I probably shouldn't mention, but Mark used to always be on to me about playing basketball. And then, I'd say around four years ago when I was up in the NRH, I joined in in a match, and I couldn't even hit the backboard. And he never asked me to play again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, might, it might be... It might be better now than I said about the basketball. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I'll, I'll just kind of finish up with there, Pat, if that's all right. Um, I'm just wondering, um, when are your next races? Uh, do you know, um, we'd say you obviously need to qualify um, for the next Paralympics. Would that be correct yeah. in saying that? Yeah. So what what is the, um, what would your criteria be for qualifying and kind of would you have many races to go through and like say if you win four out of six does that does that make you qualify or what is the way of doing it so I don't know what way qualifying will work for the next like they'll probably release some documents like maybe in the next year because it's it's 
Well, it's not that far away. It's only two and a half years now. But yeah. usually the qualifying window, like if I done a, a really fast time in January, that wouldn't count towards uh, Paris. There's a there's a window of opportunity. So it's generally like uh, it could be like from two years out to six months out, kind of to be a year and a half of a of a window to to post. The post times, and I I wouldn't necessarily need to win anything. It's it's basically come down to uh, your PBs. If it's similar, if it's similar to Tokyo, which was a lot different than Rio, even which is sort of probably mean it to be different again. Um, I I I won a slot for Ireland. Now it wasn't guaranteed in mind because I was ranked in the top six in the world. The top six in the world automatically won a slot for their country. All right. Um, and I was fifth or sixth because I got a really fast time. I was lucky, kind of. Uh, but I don't have to be in the top six. But it just means that if I wasn't in the top six for Tokyo, that's one less slot that would have been on the athletics team in uh, Tokyo. So we had was it nine or ten. So if it was ten, we only had nine there. That doesn't mean I lost the team. But one of us would have been left out, and there's a chance it could have been me or it could have been someone else. So um, I suppose it's best. It's obviously best to try and win a slot. Yes. But that's, that's, that's hard. Like, uh, so, first and foremost, I need to get myself... I need to reach a standard. So the standard dropped from 130... Was it 130 for uh, Rio to 124? Oh, Christ. For, which is insane. Like, yeah. There's not many races being won anywhere near 124, so they can't go much lower than that. So it might mean that I'll have to do... like. From uh, like some stage, definitely the back end of 2022 into 2023, I'll have to do like another sub 124 somewhere. Anyway, get myself as high up the ranking and this like top six, great. That's still the criteria, but uh, yeah, it doesn't come down to winning. Um, right. It's a little bit complicated with the marathon. The only the only one that counts for winning is the World Championship marathon. That's in London every year. Okay. So it sometimes gives a top three finish in London Martin, you automatically get a spot for 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 next game. Right. That's your spot like. But that would be really tough like like the standard is really high so I would need a lot to go right for me for that to happen. Uh so I'd probably be looking at rankings. I'd be picking fast races. Um so like I Bil- qualify building up your times. Yeah, that's a yeah, like I qualify for Rio in in South Korea, um, and I'd, and then in Tokyo or yeah Tokyo on the stay like there there two races I'd be looking at again. Right. Uh, there's not many really really fast races in Europe, so I'll have to go to Asia anyway or the States. Okay. Uh, but that's yeah. I, I suppose this year I I won't be my only focus this year will be the World Championship Marathon in London, uh, and then I suppose trying to get myself up the rankings for Cardin but I will be doing plenty of races like COVID permitting I'll be doing like Seville in February but that would be like low key uh, and then I'd be doing Boston in April Boston can be really fast I'll probably go back to Korea and then it's a heavy load at the end of the year then there's a like I, I couldn't commit this year because of college but like this year there was six races six weeks back to back after Tokyo uh, how many different it was like three different continents I think so oh, like, I don't do them but I I just don't have the time at the moment yeah. to be like 
So there's a lot of race, there'll be a lot of opportunities, but um, the standard is getting, it's like any sport, like it's, which is and good higher. for Paralympic sport. It's getting, it's getting higher every time, it's getting harder. So, um, yeah, so and I'll, I'll, I'll probably get a bit of work done on my, my chair, which will hopefully, um, hopefully make a difference in getting like a, a carbon bucket kind of manufactured now. Um, it's actually an Irish guy based in France. France is an expensive process, so I'm hoping it's going to pay off. So the, the chassis of my chair is carbon with an aluminium right. kind of bucket welded on, or um, fixed on, but I'm, I'm going to get it made a more aero, lighter. So it's kind of all one piece, is it? Yeah, be one, yeah. yeah, hopefully, yeah. So you know, I, I might have that by around April, or that is quite a bit of work to be done with designing that, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that'll make me quicker because my body's not seeming to want to make me any quicker now. So. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, but it's... Uh, but, like, I, I, well, speaking of that, I, I, I just enjoy it. Anyway, I love the training. Um, I, I just... I, I'd say I was probably nervous racing recently because I missed two years of racing. That it was kind of like... I wouldn't say I, I wasn't used to it anymore, but... I was more nice because you don't know where your competitors are and that, but once you get back into the couple of races, it's helped that talk and just keep busy now and try and race has definitely helped you kick on as well. So, very good, yeah, very good. You need a few races to put it into practice. Yes, yes, yes. Clear the head as the man says and get on with it. That is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get a few pints after then, yeah. I know, there's no drinking, no drinking. You're a Paralympian. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there a way that, um, or is there, I know I asked this earlier, um, but is there some way that we can kind of follow your races and uh, your results, and uh, which would include dates that are happening? Because... Um, what I'm hoping to do here is uh, I'm going to interview a few Paralympians and I'm hopefully going to follow their progress right up to the next Paralympics yeah. and yeah. with their results and their races just, just in case people might be interested in, in, in listening or you know watching out for them yeah um, I don't think Paralympics Ireland do much like to do a newsletter on the results but then they miss yeah I'm not having a go at them in Paralympics or media by any means, but like they they probably wouldn't know like some of the not even the the lower events, but just yeah like it wouldn't cover everything. I I had a Facebook page for a while, but I was putting up results. And I'm not a big social media man, like so I kind of stopped doing that. And then I I have an Instagram now, which I I may as well not have it. I <laughs> I, I I don't know. I could probably like just give you. a a list uh, like, but that's uh, I don't know whether that will work it give you a list of the races and I could probably like put up the results on my Instagram or that or oh yeah sure. uh, even if even if you text me the results yeah I could even text you know, the results yeah that's, yeah that's, that's, that'd be fantastic yeah yeah, yeah no I could definitely could definitely do that alright yeah yeah that'd be fantastic and well, once they go alright now I won't tell you about the bad ones well no 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 we don't want to hear about the bad ones Pat <laughs> you, might, you might be hearing me at all though <laughs> 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 And uh, one last question, Pat, and I'm going to leave you with this one. Through all the training and the sacrifices, are the rewards worth it? Um, yeah, look, I, 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 I don't really look at it as a sacrifice. In some ways, like, now when it's second freeze now, you'll be like, why am I doing this? But yeah, definitely. Like, like, so the, the rewards in, in sport and outside sports, so like been to two games. I don't think I really appreciate that yet like I right. think maybe when I when I 
it can stop breaking. It can sink in, but like, I know, I'm probably hard on myself that way. I, I never give myself a pat on the back, like, but I, like, definitely because I, you know, like, and I suppose when I had my accident, I was driving a little bit too fast, so I always look back and I thought it was like a selfish, I know I didn't set out to do it, hmm. uh, selfish, and I seen the effects I had on family. And then, like, then I see that the, what me being, not even, they don't, it's not about being successful, but me, like, just getting on with things. But obviously, like, that I've had success, so, like, it would mean a lot to my mum and dad and my brothers and that yeah. like that. I, because they've been, they they were there to see the worst days. Like that, I went to a Paralympics. I could bring my mum to like they were in Rio, so they couldn't go because it's to, the COVID. Yes. Like they're the they're the special things. Like, um, but then the, the, my side of things too, I suppose. Like as I said, I've great friends from abroad. Um, like more confidence now than they would have had, um, back in 2012, 2013. Like. Did a completely different person. Like, uh, I'm, I'm very content. Like, with I never think about me this video, and I genuinely mean that. Like, yeah. just like it's just this is normal to me. Um, and then it's yeah, it's opened so many doors to me. Like, so like, there's been sacrifices, if you want to call them, but like, yeah, it's and it's it's kind of what you think about in the win- in the winter when there's the hard days. Who are you doing it for? Why are you doing mm. it? And they're the rewards, kind of that that come at the end of it. And that's all. Um, yeah, I, I think the rewards definitely outweigh the sacrifices. That's fantastic, Pat. Pat, yeah. thank you very much for this interview, and um, hopefully all going well. You'll have gold soon enough. I don't know, I know with Mark Rohan training you, but look, we leave oh, we sure. leave that we leave that part to Rohan anyway. You can tell him I said hello. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> thanks a million. Thank you very much. Thanks, all right, thanks, so man, cheers. Thanks, all right, bye bye. Many thanks, Pat, for coming on the show today. We wish you all the best for the future. You will be able to listen to this show back on podcasts from wherever you get your podcasts. Join me the next time on Journey to the Paralympics on Scarif Bay Community Radio. (laughs) 